Hi, everyone. Welcome into episode number 61 of the Building Up Podcast. I'm David McConnell. As always, thank you guys for being with us this week. If you're a new listener, welcome. We hope you will consider subscribing to our podcast so you can receive notifications on new episodes. Be sure to check out our archive, and we would love to hear from you. So send us an email, buildingup at agapepinson.com. Introduce yourself, and we would love to make that connection. This week, we are answering a question from a listener, as we do many weeks on this podcast. We are very, very thankful for people who send these in. The question this week goes this way. How do we have gospel conversations with non-believers? How can we be subtle and loving and not too in your face about it? I love this question because I think it is a very raw, very real question that most believers wrestle with. I think many Christians feel this way. We, we want to share the gospel we know we're commanded to do that, and, and we want to tell other people about Jesus so that they can experience Him the way that we have and that they can have eternal life in Him. But at the same time, we don't want to be off-putting. We don't want to come across as arrogant. And this question actually comes at a very interesting time. I received it last week when my family and I were on vacation in North Georgia, and I had something that happened there that I feel like uh, was related to this question, actually gave me some insight into perhaps how to answer this question. We took a train ride from a small town in North Georgia to another small town in Tennessee. And so the way this train ride works is is you, you're on the train for about an hour. It drops you off at this little town in Tennessee, and you're there for a couple of hours. And then you get back on the train, and you go back to where you started. And so... When we got off in the small town in Tennessee, I, I noticed that there were people waiting for everyone, the hundreds of people that were coming off of the train. And many of them had brochures and flyers that were inviting them to come to their restaurant or their shops. They wanted to make the most of this uh, opportunity to get people into their businesses. I also noticed as we were beginning to walk down the, the city block, and this is not a very big town uh, and there's kind of a main central area uh, to the town and kind of this court square. And I noticed that uh, I became aware of hearing someone on what sounded like a loudspeaker. And so I became uh, became aware of that. I began looking around, and I, I saw down in the very center of town, right at the corner of the main intersection, uh, a street preacher. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I'm going to just be very real. I immediately I I kind of stepped back a little bit in my mind and I thought, oh, wow, it's a street preacher. Okay, uh, should we walk by them? Uh, and and, and there, listen, there's nothing wrong with street preaching. As a matter of fact, listen to the entire story because uh, I, I think the Lord taught me something in this situation. But just being honest, there's a little bit of a reputation or a caricature that sometimes comes with street preachers, and uh, they can make even Christians uncomfortable. And sometimes uh, they present the gospel in a way that seems maybe a little one-sided, maybe uh, focusing so much on God's wrath and not enough on God's redemptive love and the relationship that he wants to offer people. So I had all those thoughts going through my mind, a little bit of recoil at the realization of the street pre preacher in the in the corner in the intersection. And 
and so I even thought maybe we should cross the road just to you know avoid conversation. Uh, and so we spent a couple hours in this little town, and again, it, it's not big, so basically everywhere we went, in a shop or coming out of a restaurant, whatever it was, I mean, we could hear the street preacher. And I began to notice something, um, two or three things that were really Im- kind of impressed me over time. As we were walking in and out, as we are buying popcorn, as we are spending time as a family, I'm hearing some of what the street preacher is saying, and I became aware that he was actually preaching a very good message. Like it, it was very, uh, it seemed very genuine that he was telling people about Jesus. Now he was being very loud. He uh, obviously had one of the like microphones that he wore on his belt, but he was talking to people about the love of Christ and their need for a savior because of their sin. And, and how Jesus offered to them eternal life if they would turn to him. It was a very good message. The more I heard it, the more I realized I really agreed with what he was saying. Secondly, we had an encounter with him on the way out of the town. We're headed back to the train, and we walked past him, and he kind of stopped what he was doing, and he addressed my family and my kids. And he did so in a very respectful, non-intrusive way, and he asked my kids if they would like a little bracelet if if they could have that and we said sure and so he gave them a, a little bracelet and he said it had a gospel meaning and some of you may have seen these bracelets before they have the little beads on them of different colors and if you know what they mean they represent the gospel and he asked if we knew what it meant and I, I told him that we did but he was very kind to us and and serving us and giving us these things for our kids and that was very impressive to me as well. And I thought a lot about this guy later um, as we were riding the train back and even that evening and the next day. And I felt like the Lord said something to me about him. And that was that David, he was being bold, which is what we're called to be as Christians. And and where I, at the beginning, recoiled from the idea of a street preacher, I think the Lord was showing me that in in doing the work he was doing, which is quite different from what I do as as a church pastor, he was being bold for the gospel, and he was very genuine in that. And he was being bold for the gospel in spite of the possible public shame. And honestly, the public shame not only from non-believers, but also even from believers who don't Think of street preachers with the best of reputations sometimes. And he was very genuine. The character with which he presented the gospel, from what I heard, matched the character of the gospel itself. He was preaching good news, and he was being kind to people who would interact with him. And so I just walked away from all of that with this thought about needing to be bold and in getting this question for today's podcast, I think that is part of the answer to the question, is how do we have gospel conversations with non-believers, is we as Christians need boldness. Let me read a a passage of scripture, and and let's look at this together. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we've got eight verses here, and this is Paul writing to the church uh, in Thessalonica, and to, this, to these Thessalonians, he writes and says this, For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. 
But though we had already suffered and had been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed, God is witness. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. There's a lot of things in this passage, and with just a few minutes left, we can't hit them all. But five things I want you to see in this text, if you're looking at it in your Bibles. Number one, Paul says, We had boldness in God to declare to you the gospel, despite the fact that we had been shamefully treated because of the gospel at previous times. So in spite of the fact that they had been put to shame. They had been treated badly in their sharing of the gospel. They, Their boldness allowed them to keep going in spite of that shame. Secondly, Paul says, we appeal to you. We tell you about the gospel because our aim is to please God in our hearts because he's entrusted this message of good news to us. That's important for us to understand. That our motivation for sharing the gospel and being bold is to please God. Yes, we love other people, absolutely. But God has entrusted to us this gospel message, and so we want to please Him, which means we need to share this gospel and we need to do so with boldness. Third, our sharing of the gospel should come from genuine hearts. That's what Paul said in verses 5 and 6. We didn't come to you to flatter you. We didn't come to you out of greed. And we didn't come to seek glory from you. We came with pure hearts motivated by uh, good things and the good thing of wanting to please God. We came to you to share the gospel with you in genuineness. Number four, they were gentle. Paul said that. We were gentle among you, which tells us that gentleness is not the opposite of boldness. You can be bold in sharing the gospel and gentle in sharing the gospel at the same time. And number five, notice how he said in verse eight that not only did we share the gospel with you, but we also shared our very selves with you. In other words, we became your servants. So, how do we take this and apply it to our question? How do we have gospel conversations with non-believers? Church, I think we must pray for boldness. And I put myself in that category. We need to be bold in our sharing of our faith. Um, it, it may be boldness is sitting across from someone that we've been friends with for years, or even in a group of people, maybe a, after grilling out one night and just sitting around with friends who aren't believers and having the boldness to say, hey, can I ask you guys a question? Do you ever think about God? What are your thoughts about God? What are your thoughts about religion? And just trying to start a conversation. 
Boldness may be buying paper copies of the New Testament and carrying them with you in your car or on you so that some somehow if you're out in public and you meet someone and strike up a conversation with them, you might have a copy of scriptures that you could share with them. Being bold might be inviting a friend from work uh, to go to a community group, a Bible study, or to church with you, even though maybe you're not supposed to talk about your faith at work. We need boldness to share the gospel, and we need to ask God to give us that boldness. Uh, the, the, the honest truth is sometimes our, our difficulty in sharing the gospel uh, are not wanting to be in someone's face about it is perhaps sometimes because we don't want to bring shame to Jesus, but often, if we're honest, it's because we're afraid of being shamed ourselves. And we need boldness to overcome that. Secondly, we need to ask God to give us these genuine, gentle hearts that are ready to share the gospel. Rather than trying to be subtle, we need to try to be strategic. How can we reach our friends? How can we reach non-believers boldly but with genuine hearts for the gospel? We can love them by sharing and serving them and being hospitable. And our in-your-face arrogance that we don't want to show to someone can be replaced with a genuineness where people realize, you know what, they really do love me. And they really do love God. And even if I don't agree with them about religion, I can see that in them. It is true that if God gives you this boldness and you begin to step out and share the gospel, being strategic, being loving, being genuine, that there will be people who will write you off. They will distance themselves from you. And there's really no way around that. But I think many people you will find will respect your genuineness, even if they don't agree with it. And ultimately, I think some of these people in your life will be saved. Remember, our goal is to please God. And if our aim is to please God, He will make a way for us to be bold, to be strategic, to be loving, and to be genuine in sharing the gospel with family and friends who don't believe. So church, pray for that and pursue it. I'm so thankful that you guys spent this time with us today. I hope it was helpful. If you have any questions, use the email that you hear in the outro in just a moment and send us those questions. I would love to interact with you. Also, share this podcast with other people who you think it might be helpful to them. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time, grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup@agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app, or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com. Thank you.